everybody. <laughs> Folks, welcome to the program. It's enough. The only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and television. Welcome. What's the haps, Hoops? Um, we're just hanging out. Let me remind the fans that we're the Turkey Boys. Ryan Eckner and myself, Scotty Boy, are here. I'm still America's sweetheart, keeping that bit going to the delight of nobody. And do we have any emails or correspondence this week? Nope. Wow. So enough the podcast at Gmail if you want to be at the top of the show. Mm. Because we could really use some emails, guys. Yes. <laughs> it's it's fun when we have some stuff. Agreed. The um, Let's get right into the news. We got a bunch this week. Uh, Nathan Fielder of Nathan For You fame announced uh, a new deal with HBO. He's got a new show and a new special. Are you serious? I didn't have any idea about this. Ooh, breaking news for you, kid. Yeah. Can't wait! He's in... <laughs> Yeah, I'm very in on that. I like him a lot. Yeah, for and people who haven't seen Nathan for you, it's all on Hulu right now. It's one of the funniest shows like ever made. Yeah, it's he is has a very unique brand of alternative comedy. Yeah. You just I don't know how to put it other than that. Yeah, like watch an episode, you'll know if you're in right it's, away. It's, it's sort very... of like the concept of the Prophet or whatever, that business show. The Prophet Muhammad. Right. <laughs> that my dad always tries to get me to watch mm. where there's somebody comes in and gives the business advice and like it's behind the scenes stuff yeah. and he's made like an ironic version of that where he's just basically giving stupid business owners stupid advice and being very sarcastic and yeah. silly he delivers the pitch so like straight manish that the people are like oh yeah alright let's try it it might be a good idea like yeah he just like he like cons these people but it's very funny yeah, it's going to be great. Anything and he does, I'm on board. Yeah, especially him on HBO with no uh, restrictions or what have you. I think it'll be a home run, whatever he does. Yeah. <laughs> the, um, um Did you see the trailer for Little Women? I did. Greta Gerwig's Little Women yes. starring um, Anthony Michael Hall and... <laughs> Oh, I wish <laughs> Tiffany Amethyst. No, I don't. Who is in it? Actually, I forget. Uh, that Sorsha Ronan. I think I said that right. She has a weird I Irish name. Don't think it matters. She was in Lady Bird and Timothy Chalamet. <sighs> your boy. I do like him very much. He's I've often that. said that he is the next Nero. Every time I see something with Little Women, I think of that Simpsons line when Mo is reading Little Women to like a bunch they of kids. Women. <laughs> yeah. They were no longer little girls. They were little women. Like I knew you needed it too. I couldn't. <laughs> couldn't live with myself without it but yeah it actually does look good nice christmas release nice classy picture and i don't think i've ever even Laura seen dern's in it too yeah they got a bunch of that's got an oscar no, no i think all over i it. think meryl i think you're thinking meryl although dern might be in it no, i too. think it's both wow actually the power i'll look it up but yeah that uh looked surprisingly strong well i like greta a lot yes big fan of her is there uh, any noah bombach involvement That's in what front I'm curious of and now. behind the camera no but they're working on something else together hey, we mentioned that yeah so emma watson's in this too mm, yes love she all need, emma's she needed that work after, meryl streep uh, and laura dern yeah we were both correct bob odenkirk oh he's in there chris cooper wow my boy um friend of the show yeah i met him once very yeah. briefly and, and a I, bunch of people I haven't heard I of. Pa- I panicked and said, "You're great in Jarhead." <laughs> it's the only movie. I mean, that it's came good. Me he, too, son. He's like the 14th lead in that, though. It was such a panic. 
They should have hit him with the adaptation, as you said. literally a hundred other movies you could have mentioned. Yes. That's how much fuck fish. <laughs> exactly. I should have <laughs> hit him with that line directly. <laughs> he would have been wowed. Yeah, he would have laughed probably. I bet no one has ever quoted that to him ever. Fuck. He lives in the Plymouth area. I've only, you know those meeting a celebrity moments and you're really happy about the thing you brought up to them? I've only had one of those in my life. Which? It was Nick Kroll and I brought up the Oh Hello sketch before Kroll Show came out when it was still a Vimeo only sketch. He lit up. Yeah, that's cool. And then the next time I met him again because he came into the club I was working at Mm. and he came back in, remembered me and like was like hey man how's it going and like acted like we were peers now because I remembered that thing. Like we, we were talking and I think I mentioned like I was like the league was in its prime, and I mm. we were talking. We I think I mentioned the league, and then it, I was like, no, no, no got to pivot, got to pivot. At that point, you had to like be a fan of his to know about Oh Correct. Hello. It was like very niche like, YouTube <clears throat> stuff. Because like I think I did the whole big fan, and then led with the league, and in my head I was like, you're fucking it up. Yeah. You're fucking <laughs> it up. Don't talk about the league. You could see he was like, yeah, I know, I'm on that show. Yeah. And then I brought up his passion project, and he exploded. And then when Kroll's show got picked up, mm. and no one really was watching it yet, season one. I said congratulations to him the next time I saw him, and that was a hit, too. So I did very well with Nick Kroll. Yeah, you're like basically a celebrity. I bombed with Larry David. Just based on the strength of that interaction. I always forget you had like dinner with Larry David. I did, yeah. It's like the coolest thing I, anyone I know has I ever done. I bombed with him. I don't think I, I said two words to him that night. And, and I'd actually seen Larry David twice. The first time I saw him, he walked into the restaurant as I was hosting, mm. and I was standing at the host stand, and I just froze. Like, I couldn't speak. Yeah. I was just like... I, I get that in front of LD. Like, the curb music's, like, playing in your head. As Pretty you much. Him. It was just... It was, dun, dun, it was uncomfortable dun. for me. Let's get that as a drop. Side note. Uh, good thought. But, yeah, the... I haven't had too many celebrity run-ins, but I know that I'd panic at almost any of them. I'd panic meeting, like, like a C-lister <laughs> who was on, like, Sons of Tucson, like, ten years ago. I don't even know what that is. Exactly. I'd be like, oh my god, it's him. Um, new Terrence Malick movie. I'm sure you're very excited about that. Yes. A Hidden Life. Looks like a nice fresh lullaby for uh, fans of indies. His stuff, he's one of those filmmakers I like want to like, but his movies are just so like punishing, <laughs> punishingly boring. I can't think of one that I do enjoy. I remember kind of enjoying uh, The New World. That one that was like... Oh, God. I know. <laughs> I think that's a COD flick. Oh, is it? COD. Uh, Never shout, mind. shout out to COD Peace. <laughs> if that's a, if New World is on your... I bet you he owns it on his iTunes. That actually um, reminds me. the uh, Back when I worked at Blockbuster, uh, Feldo's dad used to come in on occasion, and I, re- I recommended The New World to him. And then when he came back the next time, like, returning, he was just like, uh, I don't know about this one, kid. <laughs> like... He was just like he hated it and was like, ah, might have to start asking the other guy what his opinion. Was. I know you're you're it big very on funny. movie recommendations. How yeah. did that make you feel with a bomb, oh. a missing, a wreck? I like laughed it off, but I, I you was, hated it. I you was torn apart. Inside. I was sick to my stomach over it. Yeah, you <laughs> like, don't want to miss. You don't want to lead anyone astray, flick wise. No. But uh, yeah, that just reminded me of that. The um. That new The Morning Show, did you want to talk about that for a hot minute? Sure. Uh, I think Apple coming out with original programming. Yeah. They is, have like I hate it so far. They have like a fleet of new shows that are coming out in the fall. They haven't even started like promoting any of them yet. This is the first one cuz it has the biggest stars. It's got like Jen Aniston, Steve Carell and somebody else. Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. So what a bad trio. Yeah, awful trio. 
But this is like their big new show. They're like, check this out. It's like Morning Glory, that movie that nobody saw, but it's a show now. Yeah, I, I've, I've sort of had it with Steve Carell. He does. I mean, as he, we've said, The he, Office is gone. He almost lost me, but then he won me back with Welcome to Marwin, and now he's back on the right track and making masterpieces again. Enough. <laughs> he's out. No, yeah, he he does very weird stuff. I don't know about him, man. He's like an actor now. Ever since, like, Foxcatcher. I liked Foxcatcher. That's his only. It was okay. And I liked uh, Crazy Stupid Love, but only because of Ryan Gosling. I forgot about that movie. Just sitting at a bar alone in a nice suit, picking up tens every (laughs) single night, even though he's at the same bar over and over again by himself. Most unrealistic, (laughs) unfathomable concept on the planet. Like, nobody's like, hey, there's that weird guy again who always comes here alone, dressed like he's going to a wedding. Yeah, like, every night he goes out is the first night he's ever gone out. Yeah. <laughs> like, such movie stuff. It's ridiculous. We were t- I was actually talking about this last night with friend of the show, Eugene, a.k.a. Hey, the Dragon. And we were saying how, like, we're getting older now, and, like, a lot of our friends are married and dating, and so we're left trying to meet somebody on our own. Mm. And he says, like, there was a time where he would, like, you know, he'd be somewhere. Like, he lives in, he has a place in New York and here, so sometimes he'd go to, like, a hotel bar by himself. or mm. And it's, like, in the movies, it's, like, you, you, it's totally normal. People sit down, they start chatting with a beautiful stranger, and it's, like, oh, now we're together, and it's everything's great. Or, like, you have yeah. passionate sex, but, like, in reality, you just sort of sit there, and there's a lot of downtime. Oh, yeah. Where, like, maybe the bartender isn't even talking to you yeah. and you're just like what do you do do you just look at your phone and then you're unapproachable like eventually yeah. you're gonna probably put your headphones in and just t- throw in the towel yeah like I'm going to Chicago in a couple weeks by myself to get a new tattoo and like very cool it'll be fun and the tattoo artist is great but I'm gonna be there for two nights mm. so honestly like I'm thinking like do I go on tinder right now and like try <laughs> to find somebody to like go to dinner with me or do I just like I like the idea of you sussing out Chicago babes weeks before a trip. That's a cool Hi, moment. I'm on my way, and uh, I've, I mean, I've sort of done it before. You want to go get some deep dish pizza? Oh, the, and I'll just do like the best, the best, the best, the best. Yeah. Have you ever seen that sketch? I'm sure everyone from Chicago will love that bit. Any Farley related thing, I think they'll be on board with. Yeah, yeah. I hate my father, <laughs> I hate my life, but I feel great, man. Perfect. You're killing it with the sound effects. I'm getting better episode. at making them appropriate. I must say. It's, you gave me a scolding, and I listened. <laughs> Did I? How about um, my gal Miley Cyrus back on the market? Wow. I know, that's big. It's something I'm pretty happy about, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> You almost spit your water out. <laughs> the new Miley. This is a hot cut. Coming at you, Miley Cyrus here at Kiss 108. I'm DJ BEEF. <laughs> DJ B. Is this tearing up the top 40? I don't really know. Yeah, it should be. I haven't torn up anything in a long time. Toe up. But I think she, it's a cut. She broke up with uh, one of the Hemsworth. Liam. Liam. Yes. Me and Liam, man, we're gonna fuck you up. <laughs> if you pull your piece out on, are you fuck, fuck, fuck? Wow. What is it again? I you flash your piece out on the lane. I'm gonna take it away from you and shove it up your ass and pull the trigger till it goes click. <laughs> I got the end at least. <laughs> He's gone off book with the sound effects. He's doing them himself. I like it. Even better. No drop for that. Just yeah, doing it on my. It's always own. heartbreaking when a power couple. Uh, 
calls it quits. Well, they I didn't realize they met like 10 years ago on some dudsy movie that we forgot existed. I saw mm. some article from like her producer no. or something. It was like, I oh, it's that. really sad. Ooh, I'm so sick. I remember the name of it. It was the last song. It was one of those Nicholas Sparks books. Ha! Huh. Like the Notebook and... Uh, I don't want your life. That guy, he just made like... Nope, that's it, Varsity Blues, It's the Ryan. same book over and over again. They're all like period pieces where like the guy has to go to war and the girl's at home pining and then like, you know, other people get involved. Everyone is exactly the I'm same. I'm good. They're terrible. Yeah, no thanks, Nick. But, uh, yeah. Sorry, Hemsworth and Miley. The, the new Christopher Nolan movie, Tenet, has a release date of like this time next year. I can't believe that like we know nothing about it and i'm like happy about that i know i was gonna say the same thing like yeah like all that i know about is the people who are in it i don't know and that it's like a big uh they're describing as like a blockbuster movie yeah i've seen several promo shots of christopher nolan on set yeah you know being creative being the guy that we love wearing a suit being cool he's they gave him a mega budget for this movie, which is awesome. Like, it's basically impossible for it to be bad. He's never made it. I don't like Inception, but it's not a bad movie. I love Inception. Everyone but me does. I just am a big dummy, and I got confused. My only complaint that I'm I old, know, I'm confused. <laughs> that I know other people have is the movie's the movie's like explaining itself to the audience the whole time. Like every character is just like no need, explaining yeah. the rules of the universe the whole movie. Like. Two characters are never just, like, having a conversation. It's a very, like, I don't know, like, scientific, dialogue-heavy movie, if that makes any sense. But, yeah, his new movie will probably be dope. Can't wait to see it. Let's try to go in completely fresh. Know nothing about it until we're watching it. Has nothing to do with the plot. Still, I stumbled upon something truly shocking the other day when I saw that actor Jeremy Renner has his own app. Ugh. Did you did you see any of this? I think I said What's he doing tell. with all his side gigs? He's lost. Yeah, like he's got his songs that uh, are tearing up the charts. I mean, he was good in. Um, like you open this app, it's called the official Jeremy Renner app. So there's no confusion with like all the copycats, I guess. And it says connect with two-time Academy Award nominee Jen- Jeremy Renner on his official app. Exclusive content, exciting giveaways with cool prizes. Get to know Jeremy and other fans. And it's like... Like, Renner fans interacting independently? Yeah, like, I didn't download the app, but it seems like it's just, like, a chat room with other, like, lunatics who downloaded the Jeremy Renner app. There's somebody on Earth who is excited about that concept. Yeah. They're like, I gotta have this. Oh, that sounds great! (laughs) So I can go online and just talk to other Wind River fans? (laughs) I'm basically texting with Jer over here. Did you like that part when Jeremy Renner shot that man who raped that woman and it was vengeance? I did, actually. That was dope. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't want to talk to anybody about it. Yeah. One might say that that's what we're doing right now on the podcast. Yes. I just thought that was insane. And everybody... Did you win a Grammy for this yet? <laughs> Any day now, I'm sure. Album of the Year, Record of the Year, Best New Artist. You won a Chris Grammy. Worst Dude Ever of the Year. Uh, also, I want to sneak in before we forget, there was an actual obituary this week. Uh, Peter Fonda passed mm, away. That picture that God show. sent us of Roy Scheider. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a cheap <laughs> That's hit. That's my old. favorite picture. 
You always see that online when someone dies, they'll just post like his name, RIP, and then the dates, but it's a picture of somebody else. It's a home run every time. Yeah, and the guy who probably won't get in. But uh, I, I'm not too familiar with Peter Fonda's work. I've only seen uh, On Easy Golden Rider. Pond. Never it, seen it. That's a 10. That's, that's like, all I got. That's all Easy of our Rider parents. Is boring. That's all of our parents' favorite movie, On Golden Pond. It's like a classy romantic picture. I'm but, in the uh, picture business. Sweezy Rider. Yeah, rest in peace, uh, Peter Fonda. I have a note here that just says uh, ch 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 Like Chia? Is that anything? That's it. it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's the entirety. The, uh... I saw that AGT... I guess people watch this show. The America's Got Talent. I used to watch it sometimes when uh, Howard Stern hosted Ooh. a few years ago. It wasn't like appointment television. I'd pop it on every now and then. Wait, what happened? It got canceled? I was doing my producer thing over here. No, it's uh, it's back for a new season. Not with Howard. No. He hasn't done it for years. Yeah, I didn't think so. But they released some pictures from like the premiere, and Simon Cowell's face? Oh, this is a good one, yeah. What the fuck happened? My man's looking like a damn gargoyle. Like, I wish we could show this to the fans. Just look it up. I'm sure you've seen it online. Just take a stand. He clearly got some massive... like a monster. And for nobody... There's no one better than for that to have happened to Simon Cowell. Yeah. Just this pompous, mean jerk. Yeah. Who, like... My first thought was, like, in his voice, being like, You look awful. I don't know what happened to my face, mate. Anything... He's never been really nice to anybody. He's very judgmental. It's... I don't know that I believe in karma, but if it exists, this is it. He famously, like, stole his uh, best friend's wife. That was the next thing I was thinking about, yeah. And, like, had kids with her. He stinks, and I don't like him. But there's something so funny about, like, a guy like him who so clearly, like, gets work done on his face... Like, oh, look at you, you little cutie pie. Like, you look awful. You look like a maniac. I want to know what that was. Like, if it was Botox and it went awry, like if something happened with the injections, that'll go away. So that's less funny. But if it was a botched facelift, they may not be able to get it back. Let's hope for that. There may be, like, dead nerve endings or just something happening around his eyes because that's a very sensitive area. Yeah. You're not even supposed to use certain lotions on your eyelids. So Mm. it's... I've actually had issues with, like, I've used... I don't remember what type of cream. It was, like, a some alpha hydroxy cream and it got on my eyelids and my, I got a rash immediately so I have to oh. use like a special cream sometimes if things okay. I get like an eczema You're, it's a very sensitive area so for his eyes to just be poof, like poofed out and mushed in hmm. it just he, he looks really bad folks it's worth a google I mean, <laughs> I'll actually share it on our Instagram right now Ooh, love this that. is a promo enough the podcast Instagram at enough the podcast for a nice picture of friend of the show Simon Cowell with a mushed up face and uh, looking like a garg brace yourselves folks I'm about to recommend a book wow a book insert some like crowd applause sound effect there but don't worry it's a book about movies and I'm listening to it on an audiobook so I'm not really wow fans fans do I do the one where he's giving the thumbs up yeah it's That's called uh, it's called Best Movie Year Ever, How 1999 Blew Up the Big Screen by Brian Oh, Raftery. I saw you reading that. Okay. 
And it, it does a deep dive into the movies of 1999, which many consider to be one of the best years for movies, or just the best year for movies. Listen to some of these movies that came out in 99. Fight Club, The Matrix, Office Space, Election, The Blair Witch Project, The Sixth Sense, Being John Malkovich, Star Wars The Phantom Menace, Magnolia, American Beauty, Virgin Suicides, Boys Don't Cry, The Best Man, Three Kings, it tapers off a little bit at the end there, but it's a pretty big year. And there's a, there's a bunch more, too. They do some, uh, got some fun audio interviews with a lot of directors and actors from these films, as you'd expect. And I recommend it. That sounds like something you might be interested in. Uh, check 99 it out. 99 was a home run. Especially the audiobook. It's, it's a breeze. I'm already, like, halfway through it. It's only, like, six hours. It's good. And I also saw that, uh... <laughs> Magic Johnson the other day t- <laughs> tweeted out. I was wondering when you were going to bring that up. He tweeted out his 60 favorite TV shows. Number one, giant list. Yeah. Couldn't even probably come up with 60 shows that I like. Exactly. Like, who makes the top 60 of anything? Take was, a stand together. I was just looking at that like, okay. And, uh, hold on, let me cue up the list. Hey, look out! I saved them here in a picture form. We don't need to go through all 60, but like... Start at the top. <laughs> well, that's... And also the setup item of this... Item by item. The setup of this is, like, frustrating. It seems like they're in alphabetical order, but then it's not at other points. Like, it starts 21 Jump Street, The Three Stooges, A Different World, The Andy Griffith Show, and just goes on and on. They're all, like, old people. I noticed he mentioned that, Hanging with Mr. Cooper and Ballers. Yeah. Ballers is number seven, which I Mark hope is... Mark Curry, friend of the show. I hope that's not alphabetical and that he actually thinks Ballers is the seventh greatest show that's ever existed. But yeah, like Gunsmoke, The First 48, isn't that like a news show? I Love it's Lucy. Like about people getting kidnapped. The Jamie Foxx show. He's got three Law and Orders on here. Uh, PTI, that sports show. Yeah, just just an insane list. What's happening? It must have been a pretty hard list for him to compile. He must have had one That's of his aides help him with it. <laughs> hi <laughs> That's a home run. <laughs> and yeah, people probably don't remember. People probably don't even remember. He used to have a TV show called The Magic Hour. Oh, I remember. Him in those awful suits. Yeah, I think Tommy Davidson was his like Andy Richter like well, sidecar. I don't think he's funny. I never understood the appeal Tommy like the Ace Ventura scene he's the Shikaka and all like, he just he's I mean, over the top he did is he some, on Can't Hurt or um, In Living Color um, or? I think so okay he did some strong work in Booty Call but yeah it's um it is time to take a stand okay <laughs> played that like six times already I played all three versions I'm turning on the sound effects fans let us know how you feel about the sound effects email in yeah take a stand folks wow um, it's time to take a stand. <laughs> um, you want, let's talk about the top five movies at the box office. Ooh, this this is always a good one. This the, is always uh, a good one. Number five, pulling in a, a healthy 10 million plus scary stories to tell in the dark, which is a new PG 13 horror movie that I've actually heard is pretty good as far as, you know, PG 13 horror stuff goes. Uh, number four, we have the Angry Birds movie two, which I didn't even know was released until this moment when I read this. It pulled in the same as Scary Stories. Number three, we got The Lion King staying strong, still uh, making that dough. 
unfortunately, it's an awful movie. In case you didn't hear uh, my takedown of it, it's uh, The Turkey King. It's really bad. I hated everything about it. And It's funny that it's the same flick and you still hated it. Is it just because the, the animals looked so bad? Well, that and how unnecessary it was, and they add stuff that is bad. It's just, it's a worthless, yeah. soulless piece of work. I'm out. Number two, Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw, which we also skewered on last week's program, which is wildly disappointing. You goddamn son bitch. You're a son bitch. And then at number one, we have Good Boys, that new R-rated comedy starring like children who are swearing and like talking Did about- Seth Rogen direct that? He produced it. Who <laughs> directed it? F. Gary Gray? <laughs> yes. Didn't he die recently? Oh, no, that was, no, that was John, John Singleton. Yes. You racist. God damn it. <laughs> um, the Crown season three. I know you're really excited about that. The Crown. I don't watch that show, but I like how they're, they're doing like a big time jump. And now that woman, Olivia Coleman, who won the Oscar for the favorite and who's on Fleabag, which we'll be getting to later. She's playing like the older queen. I don't watch the show, Queen. but I don't know. It sounded like a kind of interesting kind of a deal. Do you watch it? No. Oh. Not not in the least. I tried. I couldn't get into it because I heard my sister likes it a lot. Mm. I just, I don't know. I'm not really... It didn't get me. What did get me, though, is the Suicide Squad reboot directed by James Gunn. Mm. Unfortunately, Idris Elba is replacing Will Smith as Deadshot. Ha-ha. And potentially there's no Margot Robbie. Well, yeah, it's a, it's like so a whole. So what the fuck? It's like a whole. A whole reimagining. Yeah, they're just yeah. redoing everything because the first one kind of tanked. Yeah. I love how they think like this idea is too good to not just make to not just like give it another go immediately. Well, it's stupid because the whole point of why people wanted to see Suicide Squad was it had a really good cast with those two, mm. and they have good chemistry. So they took away the budget from them and put it all into James Gunn, who has like the proven track record with Guardians of the yeah. Galaxy. So it just to me, that's kind of dumb and it's it's, it's funny because like suicide squad was clearly like dc being like oh like we need to make a movie that's just like uh guardians of the galaxy you know like the ragtag right batch of psych and now like the guy who did that is doing <laughs> suicide squad for them it's just it's silly yeah no thanks guys i'm sure it'll be good because james gunn makes good movies but i don't know and yeah, that's probably the only reason the first one got made, because Will Smith was like, I'll do this movie for some reason. And people were like, yeah, Will Smith's in? Okay, let's go. It's Greenlight. I have, um, I only have one lullaby this week. I fell asleep watching Mordecai, which is new to, <laughs> new to Hulu. And for people who don't remember, this is uh, one of John Depp's, uh, this is when he... He's basically, like, done now, but this is on his, like, big downswing that happened the past few years where he was doing nothing but, like, playing, like, a French guy in weird Kevin Smith movies and, like... Yeah, was he in Yoga Hosers yes. as a favor because their daughters go to elementary school together or yes. did go to elementary school together? I remember Kevin explaining that in, like, a sort of proud way. And, yeah... But this movie, Mordecai, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. He has a mustache in it, and every joke about it is just people being like, oh, look at that, like, awful mustache. Like, Gwyneth Paltrow's in it doing, like, a terrible English accent, and, like, 
embarrassing herself. It sounds awful. It's terrible. Everything about it's horrible, including the title. I hate even saying it, like Mordecai or Mordecai. Mordecai is uh, all I think of is the bird in Royal Tenenbaums, so I have a happy association with Mordecai. I like that. It's a good spin. Make that your new spin, yeah, Yeah. and you'll feel better about it. He's back. Uh, The Friends 25th anniversary is happening as a movie. Wow. Which I don't give a shit about. I I really don't. I think that they're all is that a definite kind of washed up Jennifer Aniston is a TV actress so, so this being this this is she's the one of all of them who needs it the least I guess yeah but still yeah I mean I'll watch it obviously Friends I've gone on the record that's a show I used to watch it never made me laugh but I always just found it enjoyable it was a good sit but uh I hope like Schwimmer or somebody is a holdout for this. He's just like, you know what? Not interested. And uh, yeah, it's sad. Matt Perry's been missing from our sitcom airwaves for years. There was a while there where they were just giving him a new one every year and they'd all fail. And I didn't watch any of them, but the fact that they were on gave me comfort. The fact that he was getting work. Do we want to get into what we've been watching? Uh, some reviews? Yes. Unless you have some more news? Hmm. No. Oh, no. Wow. What are you doing? What are you doing? Fleabag season two? Ooh. Let's go right out into that. I know I'm you're a, a big guy, fleabag guy. I know. I, I, I'm so glad you got in there. The, uh, Makes you happy, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> I really liked it. I thought I, I watched season one a while ago, sort of forgot it existed, and then you and a few other people reminded me, mm. and I said to myself, "All right, I'll give it a chance," and so it did, and it was great. It's just so like clever and like well done, well written and directed. Like she does. The main character Fleabag, like she has this bit where like. It's like a meta bit where she like glances to the camera and like says quick things here and there, but they don't do it too much. It's not like annoying. It's but, definitely not overdone. But uh, the show, it just works on like levels that other shows aren't even like close to. Like I, I watch episodes of it and I'm like, fuck, this is so good. And, like, and I love when season two is about her uh, ent- entering into a romantic relationship with a priest, which has a lot of uh, comedy fodder, as you might imagine. But, like, the guy calls her out on the third wall breaking thing she does. Like, she's looking to the camera and saying stuff, and he's like, what are, you, what are you doing? Or she, at one point, forgets. Yeah. and like That made me laugh. And that's, that's like, her, or, like, him, like, breaking down her, like, you know, weird inner quirks. I can't speak today, but it, there's, like, poignancy going on there. It was very clever and strong. And it's a great show. It's on uh, Amazon Prime. If anyone uh, has any interest in checking it out, I won't spoil the uh, the ending there. I uh, I rewatched Aquaman and I got Ank to watch it. Fought, had to fight him for it. I don't think I have notes, do I? Oh, I do. I took some. Good, good. Yeah, it starts off with a hurricane 
thought it was too noisy. The, I got bored. The and first then Nicole the, Kidman roars in, and it just. I, and I wrote down this movie sucks. I disagree. She still looks great, and they have her in like an action scene fighting like water creatures. She's having a lot of fun in this movie. What'd you like about it? I first saw this movie on Christmas Eve, which and after seeing this, I walked into Welcome to Marwin. So I just want to remind fans of that. Of Best day of your life. Yeah. What a stunning day at the cinema that was. What a Christmas Eve. Well, that but was yeah. Christmas Eve. That's so funny. But yeah, the I legit think Aquaman is great. I don't know how anyone could hate it. It's so like gleefully ridiculous. It it is a little long. It could be a little shorter, but especially when you're like rewatching it at home, I'd sit there and watch it for like five hours. The movie takes big swings. It's you know, there's like there's Aquaman's father looks like Wayne Newton. <laughs> I wrote down there's a line where he says the sea carried our tears away and I got embarrassed. That's dope. And they're at the Boston Aquarium, quote unquote. Kid. Not called that. Kid. One time one reveal I have is that when the kid starts talking to the fish or controlling them with his mind, I got chills. <laughs> Other than that, this movie had nothing for me. I can't believe that is the moment that got you. <laughs> one moment uh, Aquaman fights that guy and then he's leaving and the guy says something. And he says, ask the sea for mercy. That yes. that was really lame. Patrick Wilson should have got nominated for an Oscar for his performance in this nope. movie. As, disagree. As the Ocean Master. That's his character's name. I was just trying to cool off. There's also a character named the Brine King. <laughs> Brine! <laughs> but, uh, and yeah, this movie, it's got like underwater lava, like underwater lasers. There's an octopus that plays the drums. I might have said that already. It's a masterpiece. It's got a lot of like clever little flourishes, but it's not too showy about it. You got CGI DH Willem Dafoe hanging out with Dolph Lundgren, who has CGI hair. It's perfect. Yeah, but it, you one, don't actually like it. I do. I'm not bidding at all. This is real. <laughs> one thing that I do think is silly that I noticed, and I might have to throw this in the obituaries now that I'm thinking about it. Every superhero movie ends with the hero saying, I am, and then their name. Like, Aquaman obviously ends Where'd with... Where'd that come from? I am Aquaman. I think it came from the first Spider-Man ends with... Like, every superhero movie ends with, like, a montage of them, like, zipping around, doing what they do, and then just going, like, I am Spider-Man, or I am Iron Man. It's like, yeah, we know. We just watched a whole movie about it. <laughs> like, it's not a very <laughs> cool line to end on. It's just like, I don't know. That was bothering me. But that aside, the movie is still a triumph. Probably an 8 out of 10. Oof. And uh, it's on HBO it's right now. It's as if they shot the whole movie in front of a green screen. Randall Park gets too much work. He does. And I agree Pitbull with that. weasels his way into every movie score. I just, yeah. it's a piece of shit, guys. Scott's kidding. I'm not. Ank's kidding. <laughs> and it's a masterpiece. Uh, loudest Voice. Did you finish that? No, I'm actually way behind on that, but tell me about it. I finished it. I loved Russell Crowe's performance. I mm. take back every negative thing I've ever said for him. Interesting. Fuck Chernobyl. I'm pulling for Russell Crowe for Best Actor in a Miniseries in the Emmys. Wow. Uh, and Benicio Del Toro, take a back seat. Wow. That's all I have to say. If you haven't seen it, I don't, and I don't want to spoil it for the, for the gang here, yeah. so... 
No, but this is the Roger Ailes show on Showtime. I'm going to get back there. Yeah. It only has like five or six episodes, He was, right? for those of you who don't know, the guy who created Fox News and supposedly a big Me Too douchebag. Yeah. He did things. He seems like quite the monster. Um, I might save this for next week. Sex Tuplets, that Marlon Wayans movie. You need to watch it, and then we can really get into it. But uh, fans, check that out for next show. Uh, Mindhunter Season 2 came out. We are all jazzed about it. And Ank seems to not be in love with this season. Is that correct, sir? I gave up on it. Wow. I will say that it's like... I don't want to say I'm never going to go back. It is kind of slow. But I got bored, man. Something I thought was funny at the beginning, like... One of the main guys, it starts with him, like, getting out of, like, something of a loony bin. Like, he's waking... Did you catch that? Yeah. I don't remember that happening from yeah. the first season. I don't either. Did you watch the recap? I skipped it by accident and then couldn't figure out how to get it back. It's <laughs> a good bit. It was a very long recap, but yeah, I watched it because Mindhunter Season 1 came out, like, almost two years ago, so I needed a refresh. I don't remember him going crazy, but I thought it was very silly, like... Oh, this guy's getting out of, like, the mental hospital and going right back to his, like, unbelievably high-profile FBI job. And, like, the people know about it, and they're just like, okay, let's get back to work. It's like, this doesn't seem like they'd let this guy back to this job, but maybe they would. I don't know. The, uh... I really like the actor who plays Agent Tench. That, like, the big, burly... tough guy? Yeah. He's a good actor. And he's just, like, a really cool guy who has cool lines like one of the girls on the show like they're at a party and he goes like if you see guys loosening their ties get out while you can <laughs> he just has like cool guy stuff like that but yeah this is a show for a show that's about like hunting serial killers there's almost like no action on the show the show's like nothing but people just like not a lot talk. of stuff going on it's just people speaking to each other right in different rooms the uh at, at one point, someone says they have the vapors, which I love when someone says that. I got the vapors. I don't I literally don't even know what it means, but it's just a fun. I found myself thing. confused by much of the. Well, it just I was lost. Mm. I got lost really Worth quickly. I was not that into it. I couldn't put my phone down, which is a bad sign. Mm. First season, I don't <laughs> even think I had my phone out. I would. I was. I just stick it on the wireless charger and go yeah whereas with this i'm just i don't know i was super disappointed because i was really excited for it i love the first season Mm. i've recommended it to a lot of people so i'm hoping they don't start on this i think you might like the charles manson episode episode five big manson guy as you know they interview him and it's kind of exciting and fun but yeah a a shocking twist here at Enough Studios. We're not wowed by Mindhunter Season 2. And also, like, we mentioned, like, David Fincher directed the first three episodes. And yeah. Andrew Dominic, who did Killing Them Softly and uh, Assassination of Jesse James, some other stuff. He did, like, the next three. It's like, this should be a masterpiece season. Well, this one thing about Andrew Dominic is he loves, like, a meandering, confusing plot. So I think he probably through too much of his own pizzazz in there mm. I don't know who wrote all of this who wrote it yeah I don't either I usually skip the intros 
But uh, yeah, that's Mindhunter season two. I'm gonna finish it because I've already. I only have like two or three episodes left. Depress me just talking about it. Wow, not a great feeling. Um, what was I gonna say? What were you gonna say? Uh, that you recommended that Hulu documentary, The Amazing Jonathan, mm. about the stand-up the- comedian slash magician, The Amazing Jonathan. Good call. I almost forgot. I yeah. loved that. Watched that this morning. He's one of those guys, even if the name doesn't sound familiar and you don't know this guy, you'd see a picture of him and be like, oh, that guy. He's like a crazy comedian who did like deconstructing magic kind of stuff on stage. He's really good. and Yeah, he's fun. He, it was funny and interesting and he's a strange dude. Yeah, like this documentary is about... It's about him coming out of retirement after several years. He has heart troubles that got him out of the game. He has a very weak heart. And he's a drug addict who smokes... So I didn't even establish... I don't want to ruin any of the twists, but does he have a weak heart? Well, yeah, that's the thing. And yeah, Just watch it and find out, folks. Yeah. If I tell you too much more, like... He's an interesting, interesting, interesting guy. Especially for a, especially for a documentary. The amount of twists in this documentary is, like, outrageous. And they're all good and funny, like... Yeah, I don't want to spoil it either. The, uh... Yeah, the... I had more notes, but it's all, like, spoiler stuff. And it really is worth watching. Check it out on Hulu. But, yeah, this is, like, a documentary inside a documentary inside a documentary. Eric Andre pops up in this, and he had a really funny line about smoking meth. Because they're talking about how serious it is. And he's like, no, it's no big deal. Just... Take one hit and then see how you feel. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's, it's perfect meth advice. Just take one hit. What could happen? Eric Andre is so weird, though. You never know. Yeah. You never know if he's kidding, if he's serious. But yeah, this, I really loved this. It's called The Amazing Jonathan Documentary. It's on Hulu. It has more twists than an exciting fiction film. Fufu. And uh, I recommend it highly. What else do we have here? I don't know if I watched anything else. That might have been everything. Oh, I watched Glow season three, the entirety of it. <laughs> oh, silly me! I forgot about the, the entirety of a season of television that I watched, and I don't have to do Didn't a whole that thing. That came out Friday. I think it came out like a couple weeks ago. Okay. But it, it's a fun, like breezy show. It's like ten half-hour episodes. <laughs> Turkey? You're, you're turking me? I, me- I've only watched meaning. a few. You'd love it. You're a Mark Maron guy. I this am is a Maron this is the guy. best thing he's done by miles. I don't even really like him outside of this show. <laughs> like he's he's great. You got Allison Brie and Betty Gilpin. For people who don't know, this is the fun show. Glow, gorgeous ladies of wrestling. It's about their trials and tribulations in the '80s, trying to uh, get onto the scene. It's based on a true story. The whole deal. It's a great show. I actually thought season three was maybe the strongest season yet. What do you think of that? <laughs> wow. Work stuff. Wow. Unfortunately. Uh, I'll watch I'll watch it again. I, I did get into season one a little bit. Mm. I didn't really love it, but everybody talks about how great it is, and I do like Alison Brie. Yes. And I'm running out of stuff to watch. Right now I have Succession. The Affair is coming back, season five, next weekend. It's a very entertaining program. And... Yeah, Succession. Yeah, I mean, City on a Hill just ended. I don't really even like City on a Hill, but I saw it through all ten episodes. 
Was there a fun finale? I'm a couple ups. It was fine. good. Yeah. Get in there. Was there a twist? No. Like, no cliffhanger or anything? I don't know. Not really. <laughs> I thought maybe like Fenway would be held hostage or something cool like Kid. that. Something gritty. Um, you know what we're about to get into? The Batch? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your favorite program. Batch, Batch, Batch. But yeah, the, uh, and Succession Season 2 started. Episode 1 was really good. And, uh, fans, if you're not on board with it yet, get in there. I feel like it's gonna be a hot season. Agreed. Yeah, it was a really good episode. Bachelor in Paradise. You're lucky I have very little going on. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to sneak in three hours of truly lifeless reality television this week. <clears throat> and uh, this this show starts with Almost Paradise, which is a jam. And I like that they sneak that in. The, um... What are you doing over there? Work stuff? I'm looking up uh, my notes on Bachelor in Paradise. Okay. Got him. He's back. I have 17 items to discuss. <laughs> I'm going to go through them quick. Oh. I said the rose ceremony is giving me anxiety. True story. That's fair. Uh, I'm a basic bitch. Wow. I'm feeling bad for Dylan. I got Dylan. It. You son of a bitch. I don't remember a lot of the names. I remember Demi. She's my favorite babe going right now. Yeah, she seems like the coolest one, too. She's, she's like, not great, but I mean, of what we're picking from, she seems like the one I would go after. Yeah. I would go I would go head to head with Derek to win Demi's affection. They got this guy Blake who's sitting there with like a sourpuss and it's like no one wants this moody dude. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, a big wimp. Like what are you doing? Get like, out of here. He had sex with two of the ladies who I believe were Christina. When did all this sex happen? This like before off- the season. Oh. Like they interacted on Instagram and then met up and had sex. I thought they were doing like off-camera sex. No, no, no. Christina and I forget the other girl's name. The blonde girl who weeps a lot. Oh my god. Kaylin. Kaylin. Bye. And they both got... So now they hate each other which doesn't Mm. make sense. They both hate Blake and he's all stressed out about them and he's also trying to get in there with Hannah G who's... She was... She's the one who's seeing Dylan and mm-hmm. also Wells. And I believe Jordan, the new guy who roared in with that with a you know, tough guy attitude. Did he roar in on a zip line? Someone came in on a zip line and I was like There's a Spanish guy, fun. I think, Christian, was yeah. the one who did that. That was fun. Christian and Jordan <laughs> got into fisticuffs at the end of episode four. Oh. Which I'm looking forward to. You didn't see it, did you? No, I did. Oh, good for you. You watched Aquaman. I told you I'd finish it. Appreciate you watched that. Aquaman. I didn't finish Aquaman. I couldn't. But wow. I made it. I made it an hour and fifty minutes. You have to. You need that big finish. <laughs> it's a home run. Um, but yeah, yeah. Like, so many. Every guy on the show is such a like drip. They're all just like such nothing. That guy Cam legitimately seems like a serial killer. I love how every time they show him, it's like he's always alone and like complaining about how and everyone upset. hates him. And walking off. He's the funniest part of the show by miles. And, uh... But yeah, the, I felt like the show, it has, like, even less of a format than it did in the first episodes. Like, now it's just, like, people lying around, like, muttering about how they don't know what they're doing. Like, a lot of the show is just, like, babes just, like, lounging, just, like, going, like, ugh. 
Like, I can't believe this person's doing that, and it's like, what? No one's doing anything. Like, what's going on here? And yeah, Cam, he... <laughs> Bunch of sad sacks. He drops the line, all I need is some... All I need is something from my past creeping up and destroying my character. It's like, what? what's in your past? Like, he's crying. Like... <sighs> then, uh... Dylan. Yeah, then they cut to some, like, B-roll footage of him getting soaked by a wave to, like, end <laughs> one of these, like, him complaining montages. That gave me a big Do you laugh. remember that guy, Dean? Dean! He came from a couple seasons ago on The Bachelor. Bachelorette, rather. Dean, Dean Kane? Yep. Okay. A friend of the show, Dean Kane. Good. No, Dean, I don't know his last name, but he rolls back in, and the women are all enchanted by him. But he reveals that he's unemployed... Oh, and homeless, living in his van, Tofer. and just sort of traveling the country and wow. cleaning himself in rivers and lakes. Wow, what a or cool guy! Friends' apartments, quote unquote, mm. sleeping in his van. Wow, and the women are in on that. <laughs> He's so independent. And I don't um, see how how they could be in on that. Yeah, the, Mike came insane. back. Mike Johnson from the Hannah B, B season, mm. who my sister and I think is going to become the next Bachelor, and. Christian, the Hispanic guy going after big football player Clay's girl, mm. Nicole, or whatever her name is, that pissed me off a lot. Wow. Clay is such a wimp. And mm. Christian comes right over and is putting his hand in his face, and Clay's twice his size and doesn't do anything. Mm. The funniest part also, every time anyone like talks to someone else about something, like the person on the receiving end always says, like, I don't appreciate being attacked right now. Like, no, they're never just talking. Such it's, millennials. It, yeah. It's always an attack. Yeah. Like, every time. I remember, not to sound as if I'm 73 years old, but I remember a time where... Back in my day... People kind of would punch each other in the face oh. when they were upset, rather than... Uh, that's why I like the fight at the end of season four, I'm hoping. Not yeah. that I'm a fighting guy. You actually... Sorry, you had the idea that there should be a spinoff that's all fighting. Oh, true. And I thought that was a home run idea. Yeah, I think they just... They throw a couple of, of these dullards into an octagon, a couple of swords, and just <laughs> see what happens. And whoever dies loses. Yeah. And we bet on it, like, hostile. Yes. Um, Are you not entertained? Cam in tears was funny. Yes. Uh, I, I wrote down, the women on this show are so manipulative. I don't know what you're talking about. How about Demi uh, going on and on about how she's dating a woman and like making a big deal out of it? Does anyone still care about bisexuality in 2019? Yeah. Is that even that doesn't even move the needle as far as I'm concerned? Like, it's, I don't think I've dated a heterosexual woman since 2002. It's an, it's enough of a thing <laughs> for her to make it like her one character thing. Like as we talked about, like there's a girl who's only personality trait is the fact that she likes hot sauce no no she's gone though they just bumped jane oh, but agreed oh, jane's gone which is great I they know. bumped annalise as well who i also couldn't stand she was going out of her way to stir up drama for no reason i just i can't stand any of them i think and it makes me happy when they get sent home oh yeah anything any drama is when the show comes alive I think it's funny when they make these people explain themselves. Like they do a whole thing like, why are you here? And they have to go like, well, I, I went on Bachelorette to find love and it didn't work out. Now I'm here trying to find love. It's like, yeah, we know. I don't know why they make these people say this. They all say the same thing. But yeah, it was, uh, 
It was pretty ridiculous. Every time I sit down to watch this, I'm like legitimately mad. But then by the end of the episode, I'm like, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> this is a fine show. I feel the same way. <laughs> I get I get into oh, like I was sort of excited for it, and then it started really pissing me off, and then it started to roar with bullshit, and mm. it made me realize how much I actually do enjoy watching other people make fools of themselves publicly. Yeah, it's entertaining. It should just be a little shorter. Yeah, they really draw it out, especially like if you're watching. I don't understand these psychopaths who watch it live with 47 minutes of commercials. Yeah. Imagine that. Like, you're also taking in yeah, all of that nonsense as well on top of it. Yeah, like four proper hours. Oh. Just yeah, insanity. Um, that's all I got on Bachelor in Paradise. I know you would love to move on. Yeah. And uh, one last thing, Demi calls herself Demigod, which I find off-putting. Yeah, she's like, an like, idiot. Calm down a smidge. What do you think about 90 seconds of the departed? If you could, I'd love it if you would. Sorry, playing a little footsie under the table. It's in the papers. <laughs> it's in the papers. So you know. And uh, why are we graced with your presence? Why your mother some pictures of my father. <laughs> Look at the smile. My mother had them, my uh... The mother's dead. Oh. Sorry, sorry for your troubles. <laughs> I was at a funeral myself, man. Well, was Miles Kenefick. Doing the school. This young guy. Kevin Corrigan is my favorite actor. Kevin. I got like, like 30,000 bucks, right? Insurance money. Look at this bean set porch they're on. That is a very bean set porch. Clearly weathered by the wet well, snow and rain and you know what? battered. You know what you usually say at these kid, moments. Kid, it's fucking beer battered. Sick. What? Come on, man. Oh, come on, you fucking moron. Come on. I'm not a fucking cop. Well, you want me to say it? I wonder how many times they actually huh? say the word cop in this movie. 7,000? <laughs> I'm not a what? cop, all right? I'm your fucking cousin. You're, you're bad. This is a good song, Nas, the Thief's theme. I love that thing in movies where they're like, you have to tell me if you're a cop. It's like, no, they don't. You ever heard of lying? And that's 90 seconds of The Departed, folks. I talked over P is for pigs. I don't think anyone will miss it. Fuck, he's right. Um, you got plugs? Um, we're way high on this episode. I'm actually surprised we had a good chat today. He's back. Just the usual check out Uncle to Uncle, follow night openings on Instagram, follow Enough the Podcast on Instagram, and uh, send us an email if you have any thoughts about anything we brought up or just any thoughts about any features or whatever's going on with you. I'm on Twitter and Instagram at Skip Seasoned. You can follow me if you'd like. <laughs> uh, I I like that one. I guess I'll just give my typical routine. At Ankner on Instagram, A-N-K-N-E-R. At Ankfit, A-N-K underscore F-I-T. Mm. Fuck you, whoever took the first one. And Ankfit.com. And I'll give out... Uh, my cell as well 617-797-3076 give me a call with any ideas uh, 
for the show, for yeah. coming in to do a personal training session, and enough the podcast at gmail.com. Send us an email. If you don't have a problem with giving out your cell phone number, which you clearly don't, nope. we should do a thing like when we're recording, like call in live, you know, do like a whole thing. Fans, what do you think of that idea? Uh, Let us I'm, know. Anybody who sends me a text message about the show can be on the show. Yeah. How's that sound? I don't care how little we know you. Yeah. But like for the live call-in aspect, yeah, that'd be fun. I love it. We can like put up an Instagram. It would be thing. very funny, folks. We'll work it out. It'll be a home run, grand slam, whole deal. I think it works. He's in. It is time to take a stand. Well, I'm packing up my game and I'm ahead. 